everybody. Welcome to Ablaze Youth. For the majority of you in this room, I believe this is your first experience. How's it feel? You guys feel good? Feel okay? Ian feels good. Leah feels good. Gloria feels good. Who else feels good? Say, I feel good. Woo, yeah, it's going to be a good night. I am super excited for what God is going to do through Ablaze Youth and all of you guys. It's going to be an amazing year. Amen. So I believe that I've got a timely message for you right now. If you were not here last week, I preached a little bit about the all-consuming God. And so don't worry about missing last week's message because a lot of review is actually going to happen in tonight's message because I feel like it is so important that we understand that our God wants to be consumed in your life. He wants you to be so consumed by him that he is ever present in your life. I said that in such a beautiful, magical way. Words are hard, guys right? You know, it's, it's an it's a art. It's a, it's a, it's a form of, of speaking. It's different. It's hard. It's weird. So I want to let you guys know the Ablaze Youth verse, the life verse, the, the, the scripture that we stand on here is Hebrews 12, 29. I'm going to make it a point for us to bring it out as much as possible. Hebrews 12, 29 says that our God is an all-consuming fire. And so that is where we are going to start tonight. But we're going to back up to Hebrews 12, 28. I'm going to read first out of the ESV, and then I'll go to the message. But you can leave it right there, Nomad. That's fine. That's cool. I'm with it. I'm down with it. Over in uh, verse 28 out of the ESV, it says, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. And out of the message, it says, Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. He's actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to burn. And he won't quit until it's all cleansed. God himself is fire. This is what I believe about every single one of you in this room, that God has an amazing plan and purpose for your life. Do you agree? Awesome. Glad. I'm good. I'm glad you're with me. Because I believe that God has great plans for your life. But in order for him to be able to facilitate those plans in your life, you need to be consumed by him. And in order to be consumed by God, you need to understand that he is God. That we need to respect him and look at him and honor him as God. So when we have the opportunity to meet with him, to talk with him, to pray to him, to worship him, we need to take those moments seriously because we are meeting with the God of all gods. <laughs> there are no other gods, but he is the God of all gods. He's the king of all kings. He's the ultimate of ultimate. He is the beginning and the end. He created the mountains, the seas, the treetops, and all those things, the cool, crazy animals in this world, giraffes, guys. He is God, and he cares deeply for every single one of you. So with that in mind, I want us to pray real quick and get our hearts ready to receive this message tonight. Amen. So, Father God, I just thank you for this message. I thank you that you are a God that wants to be intimately involved with us, that you are not an indifferent bystander, that you are an active God that wants to be present in our life. And so, God, as we are present with you tonight, I pray that we are inspired, that we are encouraged, and that we are 
motivated to go further in you. I thank you for being here with us tonight, God. Help us grow closer with you. Help us learn more about you. In Jesus' name we pray. I just realized I never introduced myself to you guys. <laughs> Most of you might not even know who I am. My name is Cody. Hi. It's so good to see you. Uh, I would say introduce yourselves to me, but there's a lot of you. So after service, if I have never met you before, I want to meet you. And there's something that you're going to learn really quickly about me as, you, as I minister. There's a couple verses that I'm going to repeat a lot because they're my favorite. And to me, they apply all the time, every time. So those that have been with me for a minute, they know that John 10.10 is one of my favorite verses. And it comes out in almost every single service that I do because it's so good. So good. Right, Pav? So good. <laughs> John 10.10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, Jesus, come to give you an abundant life. Jesus has come to give you an abundant life. What does abundant mean? Abundant means rich. It means prosperous. It means good. It means wonderful. It means abundant. It means great. It means that you will have all that you could ever need because our God is an abundant God. And then another one of my favorite verses that I like to talk about a lot is John 14, 6, where it says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if you want to have the abundant life, if you want to have the truth, if you want to have the way to be successful in your plans, you got to go through Jesus. Because it says in 14.6 that the only way you can have access to the Father is through him. So if you want to be successful in your plans, if you want to be successful in your ways, if you want to be consumed by God, we've got to go through Jesus. We've got to follow his ways. We've got to follow his truth so that way we can have the abundant life. Say, I want the abundant life. I want the abundant life. So we have got to come to a place, and, I, and I'm, I'm expecting a lot of this. from. I'm expecting a lot from you because I know that, you know, so how many of you guys are in sixth grade in this room? Okay, all right. Good majority of you. See, here's the thing. You guys are young, but, but the world wants you guys to be like mature now. And I get it. I understand you guys are like ready to go out and take on the world. And that's amazing. But the best way for you to take on the world is a little dude, a big dude named Jesus on your side. I called him a little dude. I don't know how tall Jesus was, but I don't think he was a little dude. <laughs> My Jesus is probably about six foot because that's the height that I wish that I was. I am not six feet. I am five eight. And that's about as tall as I'll ever get because I'm 32 now and I think I'm pretty much done. So, but I got Jesus on my side, doesn't really matter. So anyway, here's the thing. We, like I said earlier, we've got to come to this place and realize that every opportunity that we come in contact with God, every worship service, every time we open our Bible, every time that we pray, it is an opportunity for further consumption with God, further absorption of his word, further absorption of what he wants for your life. The goodness, the greatness that God is always trying to get to you comes from times of prayer, of service, of worship, reading your Bible. You know, in John, it talks about how Jesus is the living word. So in order to receive the way, in order to receive the truth, we gotta get it through the word. Like if, we're under, if we don't understand what's true and what's a lie, then we need to get in our Bible and figure out what's truth. Because that's the only truth that really matters at the end of the day. You can have your truth, but God's truth is the truth. You know what I mean? Like we follow him so that way we can be led to the good life. Say, I want the abundant life. So 
Over in the book of James, chapter 1, starting in verse 19, it says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce righteousness that God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save your souls. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you glance, sorry, if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. And Romans 2.13 says, For merely listening to the law doesn't make us right with God. It is obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. So just being around, just coming to church just to come to church is not going to get you anything, guys. I mean, being in the room is good, and I want you guys to be in the room, but we need to come with a purpose in mind. Why are we here? We don't want to just be listening to the word. We're, we're, we're supposed to be receiving his word so we can go out and, and put it into our hearts so we can start doing the work, start doing what he's called us to do. See, if we want to be successful in our walk with him, then we need to take every interaction with him as an opportunity to grow in him. Amen? So I have a little example for you guys. I got some sponges right here. I, uh, I don't know if any of you guys ever used a sponge. Do I have a volunteer? Anaya, I saw your hand go up first, so I'm just going to go ahead and pull you on up here. I, I would like you to take a sponge. Yes, come come on up. You don't want to come up here? It's, I'm not going to embarrass you. Oh, my gosh. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's put all your hands down. First person put their hand up goes, oh, I saw you, Sarah. Sorry, I, I saw her first, so, oh, no, don't fall. Please don't fall. So sorry. So come on up here. I'm going to get a drink of water whilst I wait. I do have three sponges, but don't worry about that. Okay. So I want you to take this sponge, and I want you to start cleaning the floor. The floor, the floor, the floor in this room. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, good job. Good, good job. You did a good job, Sarah. Awesome. You took this. Do I have another volunteer? Anaya, I saw you. I saw you raise your hand. Would you like to take a sponge? Would you like to clean the floor? Okay. Well, please clean the floor. <laughs> I need you to clean the floor. The floor needs to be cleaned. All right. Awesome. Okay. Ian, I saw your hand come up. Come on up here. Please clean the floor, sir. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right, yeah, yeah, all right, hold on. So, Ian, good try, buddy. I appreciate your willingness. Come on up. Now, Sarah, would you like to try to clean the floor again? Oh, interesting. There you go. Good job. So, why did you do, why did you do that? Why did you put the sponge in the water? Because that's how you clean it. You can put it back. Thank you guys for your help. I appreciate your willingness to be in part of this illustration. You can put it back in there. I'm going to further explain what just happened here. These sponges were created. Well, they probably weren't created to clean these floors. This is kind of a, a very, it'd be a very hard job if you guys had to 
clean these floors with tiny sponges. That'd be very cruel. Well, let's just pretend that these were what this, we're going to say these sponges were meant to clean this floor, but these sponges are supposed to clean things. Sponges are supposed to clean, correct? And a lot of, most of you, when I told you to clean the floor with these sponges, you just went to town on the floor with your sponges. And I appreciate your willingness. I appreciate your effort. You probably were doing something, but you probably weren't doing it in the highest and best way. And what's interesting is the water and cleaning solution was nearby to the sponges. It was close by to these sponges, and, and they were in the vicinity of the sponges, but yet the sponges were not absorbing the water and the solution to accurately clean the floors. So we, as believers, when we come into this place, we need to be like a sponge where we're not simply just being around the word of God. We're not simply just hearing word of God being spouted off to us, but we should want to absorb this word so that when we go out into the world and do what he's asked us to do, we're able to do it properly. When you try to love in this world without the love of God in your heart, it's only going to last so long. And it might not be the love that is actually accurate in, in truth and in, in real. When you try to be kind to others in your own strength, you're only going to be able to be so kind before you get annoyed. <laughs> if you try to have self-control in your own strength, you're not going to be able to do it. In order to be successful in what God has made you to do, you've got to be full of God. And that's exactly what these sponges are. When they were being successful in what they were made to do, they were full of their water and cleaning solution. So I'm going to say that again. In order for you to be successful in what God has called you to do, you've got to be full of God. Taking it back to Hebrews 12, 29, where God is a consuming fire, meaning he wants to be all up in your life. He wants to consume every single part of you so that way he can help you in every situation so you can lean on him and not on your own understanding. So that you can be a true light in this world. You are all called to be a light in the darkness, but you can't be a light if you're not soaking in light. Over in John 15, out of the ESV, starting in verse 1, it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. If you guys want to be fruitful, if you want to have good fruit in your life, you got to abide in him. You got to take every opportunity to soak in what he's trying to talk to you about. Soak in your Bible reading time. Soak in your prayer time. Soak in your worship. When you go to God and you, you start talking to him, you start praying, take a moment to listen to what maybe he has to say. When you feel led to read your Bible, take a moment to marinate on what you just read. Begin to ask the Holy Spirit to talk to you and deal with you and help you in your life. You know, so that way when, when you're being prompted to do something, you're full of him because you're going to him and you're seeing him as God. You're saying, I have more trust in you than I do in myself. Going to him for the answers, and then when he gives you the answer, you take it and you absorb it for yourself. 
I want you guys to see the plans that God has for your life, but then understand that they are his plans. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says that I have a plan for your life. Plans to give you hope and a future and, and to give you an end. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but God, he's the one that made the plan. So if he made the plan, then he knows how to get you through the plan. Amen? If he's the way, then he knows the way. He is your answer. So when you come to him as the vine dresser that it talks about in John 15. He's saying, I want to prune you. I want to help you in this time of of soaking in me. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to guide you. You're already clean. You're already good in my sight. I've already made you a righteous being, but I need you to understand that there's some things that we got to work on so that way you can be who I've called you to be. So that way you can be successful in your walk with him. So this is my challenge to you guys over this next week, over this next time that you are going about your life, as you're in your school, as you're in your home, as you're at the bus stop, as you're in your, I don't know, your job, if some of you guys have jobs or chores or whatever it may be, as you're interacting with society and and, and the world, I want you to say, look, before I go out there, I'm going to be consumed by God. So that way when I'm there, I know how to navigate every situation. Because he is the one that can get you through any situation. Amen? So challenge yourself to be attentive. Just like it says over here. What, let me, I'm going to read it out of my own, my own phone here. I'm going to go back. And so it says, do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. Do you see what you've got? Do you see that you have the abundant life, the kingdom of God at your fingertips, freely made available to you? So be thankful. And not only thankful, be be deeply brimming with worship, reverent before God. And it says he's not an indifferent bystander. So we don't need to be indifferent with him. For far too long, I feel like the church, the capital church, has been so indifferent about their worship with him. But we in this room, I believe, are called to be different. We're not called to be indifferent. We're called to be different because we want to have an intimate relationship with our God, capital G, God. And we will see him as God. And we will see him as our leader. We will see him as our provider. And so I challenge you to stretch yourself, to grow yourself, to start seeing God as God. Full stop, period, end of story. So when he tells you to go, you say, okay. When he tells you to talk, you say, to who? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like God is there for you, but understand He is God. And this is the God that he did create the mountains, and he did create the seas, and he did create the giraffes, and he made the blue whales, and he made all these crazy things, but he also made you. And he cares deeply about you, and he's not an indifferent bystander in your life, and he wants to be intimately involved with you in every facet. So I challenge you and prompt you to, to, to further pursue him in your personal life, and every chance that you get, when it, whether it be in this room or at big church, to start seeing him as God. And start to revere him and respect him and worship him. And that's the key to living out the abundant life. Amen.
I want to pray for you guys real fast. Father God, I just thank you for every single person in this room. I thank you for their heart. I thank you for for what you've called them to do. I thank you for their life, Lord. I thank you that you are leading them and you're guiding them in this moment. I pray that you're ministering to them right now and you're giving them understanding on how to be better at, at honoring you, how to be better at listening to you, how to be better at being absorbed by you, Father God, to take in all that you've ever taught them and really apply it to their life. To respect your word, to respect your leading, to respect that you're their God. And Lord, I pray that that you give them insight and wisdom on how to make those changes and that you give them the strength to follow through. We thank you for your leading. We thank you for your guiding. We thank you for your present help in our life.